76 episode of the Breakdown Podcast. We got the man, the myth, the legend back. But you'll see his intro in a second. He just threw something at me. What the hell? I'm trying to find it so I can throw it back at you. What oh, damn? I threw it back at him. I hit him right in the shoulder. Um, the little eraser piece. You're making a mess in my basement. No. Like, my dad gets mad. I don't get mad. Oh, I don't think they heard you say that. Good. They shouldn't have heard it. But... Today is 76th episode of the Breakdown Podcast. Josh underscore Wissy on Instagram. That's me, Jackson Klein, wearing red. Once again, I feel like you're on a red streak. You're on a killing spree. <laughs> Something know. like that, maybe. I don't know. Maybe? Nah, I'm just kidding. It's Jackson Klein. What's up, guys? Jackson underscore Klein on Instagram. And then the man is returning with a black Giants hat. Never seen that one before. It looks like the Georgia logo with the black and red. Black New York Giants with the red outline. Um... Black Hollister sweatshirt, if I had to no, guess. No, this is like H&M. American Eagle? H&M. H&M. Yeah. Since when do you wear H&M? I've had this for like coming out four H&M, years, bro. Man, you're vibe. I've like, had this like four years. Where coming from? I've had this like four years. Yeah, this years. is like middle school you, man. No. You're, you're going back to his middle school days. He wants to be a child again. I understand. But it is Brandon Ferlanti. Hello, everyone. Underscore Brandon Ferlanti underscore on Instagram. Hit him up and yell at him why he hasn't been on the show. Please do that. But, breakdown episode four. Five, correct? Well, do you guys both have two wins? I have I think so. two, right? Yeah, Brandon has two. This is the fifth. The topic is the next four championships that's NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL. Who wins in each one? We'll get to that in a second. Though. We got a couple picks and trivia before we get to that. We got to start with the NBA. I don't have records. But this is the day we probably should say them because we haven't seen them in a while yeah. college basketball. We're off tomorrow, Friday through Monday. <laughs> College basketball. Jackson's taking a while. He usually takes longer than this. I mean, shorter than this, but it's longer today. Holy crap, that's a lot. Yeah, we've been... I had to equal it out, so I don't need to scroll down so much. Last place, Ram Ferlantia, 63-64. He shook his head no. Or maybe he was... I don't know what he's doing, actually. Uh, Same place as me, 64-62-1. Jackson Klein killing that 68-59. 47-41 consensus. That's on prime time games we got two prime time one extra today wait do we want to review the march madness or save that for only do another one for this past weekend save it why would today's nothing to do with that just give a recap i don't know why don't we just give a recap when we actually do talk about it again okay he just wants to show off that he's in first place wait why didn't you bring it up before we talked about it like why you just yeah i wasn't thinking of it Alright, <laughs> this is what's most we and look at each other and go, what the hell is this kid talking about? But, two prime time today. Now he's upset. I'm sorry, Jackson. Well, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know what to pick. For. I'm thinking of these next games. Uh, two prime time here. Celtics 21 and 22. Uh, Bucks 28-14. Bucks were minus 6 against the Celtics. 7.30 p.m. ESPN. I'll start. I'm thinking the Celtics plus 6. Bucks. I don't like the Bucks during prime time. I don't. So therefore, I'm taking the Celtics. They gotta get going, man. It's sad what's happening. I, and I keep saying this every time I pick the Celtics. Like, expect me to go. Jason Tam go off. Jalen Brown. I've heard so much about his improvement, and nothing's happening. 21-22 is a sad performance. The Knicks are doing better than this team, correct? Or it has to be close, which is yeah. like unbelievably sad. Knicks hopefully get Victor Oladipo or, or Lonzo Ball. I heard is in the mix for the Knicks, but um, we'll see what happens. I'm taking the Celtics. Yeah, I'm going to take the Celtics, too. Giannis is kind of hurt. He doesn't know if he's going to play or not, but I really like the Celtics on primetime. I think I pick them every time we have them on primetime. I like Jalen Brown and Tatum duo. I know they haven't been what everyone thought they were going to be this year, but I still think they could improve. There's still a little bit of season left for them. They're in playoff contention. A win here will make them good, so I got Celtics here. I'm going to take the Bucks here. They've been very hot. Yes, Giannis, I He's uncertain. I don't think he's going to play. They didn't have him last night. They won 140 to 113. So I think they'll be okay. Yes, Celtics are a better team, obviously, than the Pacers. Or actually, you could say the Pacers are better. But this Bucks team is going off on all cylinders. The Bucks, I think, win this one dominantly again. Jackson flipping. He always flips in the NBA and then say consensus every single thing else. Mm. You're weird. Uh, second prime time. That was harsh, but sorry. Nets 30 and 14. Just James Harden. Jazz 31 and 11. Jazz are minus 10 here at 10 p.m. ESPN. Uh, Jackson, screw you. You're starting this one. 
Okay, I, I'm taking the Nets here. I, I don't think the Jazz, they've cooled off recently, not being as dominant as they were, as you would expect regression to come. And the Nets were able to get a win in a, come, a little of a comeback fashion against Trailblazers. They really stayed in the whole game. They won it at the end. I think this game stays within double digits for sure here. I got the Nets. Yeah, I'm going to take the Nets here too. I think they're too, they're too good of a team right now with James Harden, especially by himself, to not be this game close. Utah has been slowing down, which I expect them to. I don't really think that they're a great team like that. I like James Harden when he's by himself in these primetime games. He usually puts up a lot of points. I'm taking the Nets. I don't know why, but the line's been weird. Every time KD and Kyrie are both missing, the line gets overinflated away from the Nets, and James Harden has proved time in and time out that he'll cover the spread no matter what. He'll win games, in a matter of fact. And Kyrie, the whole three-day absence, that guy makes his team worse still, in my opinion. I still believe that. I still believe they do better without him. Blake Griffin, don't forget, on this team. He dunked. That's that's kind of BS in my opinion. You don't dunk for one and a half years on the on the Pistons or whatever it was, and then you just dunk here for two of the Nets. That's kind of like an F you to the Pistons in my opinion, which is really not right. Uh, uh, also speaking of Blake Griffin, I saw a funny clip when they were playing the Pistons and he was sitting on the bench. The Pistons guy dunked and he yes. started clapping like he I was on the that. Pistons. Like and then he had to quickly stop. Like he yeah, didn't realize. Wait. Like he was so used to uh, clapping for the Pistons, but that was a funny moment. I'm taking the Nets. James Harden's proved in and out. He can cover spreads. I think he does here. Extra game in the NBA. Brandon go first. I'm going second. Jackson go last. That's record order. If you just heard the records, that's record order. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm taking the Grizzlies minus four and a half at OKC right now. I don't like the Thunder. I, I still believe Memphis. They're 10th or just out of the playoff contention. I think they got to start winning now to do it. Four and a half is not a lot to pick against a bad Oklahoma City team. I really like Jonas Valanciunas this year. He's playing really good on defensive and in the post area, so I'm taking the Grizzlies. I'm taking the Hornets. Minus three and a half against the Rockets. Rockets snapped the streak. They lost 20 in a row. They're like fourth longest losing streak in NBA history. Um, I don't see them winning back-to-back games. They're terrible. Terrible. And the Hornets, you know, I'm not in Brandon's favorite team. 21-21. No more Lonzo Ball. Lamelo Ball, sorry. And we're a little ball for the rest of the year. I'm okay with that. I'm honest. I'm okay with that. I don't like egos on teams. I feel like he's the biggest ego. It reminds me, like, the ball brothers remind me of OBJ. Like, sure, they might be better players than OBJ. But, um, <laughs> I just don't like the attitude. So, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to take the Hornets here just because of how bad the Rockets are. But, yeah. For my extra pick, I'm going to take the Nuggets minus 2.5 on the Raptors. This Nuggets team, I'm surprised to see this line this low. Denver doesn't have anyone serious out. And this Nuggets team is going to be really good when it comes to the end of the season. They'll be a top playoff contender. The Raptors have not been the same. They're, they haven't won in March yet. And this Raptors team is just going the wrong. They're both going opposite ways. Denver should win this one easily. NHL. I don't know how, man. Showing up three prime time. Jackson got to pull up records. He forgets again. And he has swamp. I don't know why you don't like just think ahead of time. You know what I mean? I wanted to talk about my game. Last place, guessed or not. Guess it, Brian. Who's the last? Me. No, it's Jackson Klein at 44 and 44. Trash can. Second place, Brian at 15 and 39. First place is yours, truly at 52 and 37. Consensus 32 and 22. That's on prime time. You got three more today. Ducks Wild. Ducks 24 points, Wild 39 points, MBCSN. Three games on MBCSN. Surprising here. 5.30 p.m. Minnesota minus 255. So Wild's going to be minus 1.5, Ducks plus 1.5. I'm going to go to Jackson first. I'm going to take the Ducks plus 1.5 here. They they only lost 2-1 to the game before. And I feel like Minnesota, they got they lost pretty badly to Colorado. Colorado's a great team. This Anaheim team, I feel like they could stay in games. They have, they have the potential to do that. I just need them to keep this within one goal, and I'll take that here. Brian? I really want to take the Ducks, but I just really can't hear it's stupid for me to just throw a game away, I believe. The Wild, they're, they're, they were a really hot team. They slowed down a little bit because they played Colorado, probably one of the best teams in the league. But when they play teams like this in the bottom of the division, they really capitalize. Kaprizov's a great player. The Ducks the Ducks will be leading 2 nothing, but add in the first period and somehow find a way to lose 7-2, which is how it goes. So I'm taking the Wild. Um... I let May Jackson go first because I 100% thought he was taking the wild minus one and a half, and then I was going to make you go second. Oh, Not the only Christ, one. Now. I just pulled the Jackson. My mic just 
fell off the fucking table. But I had Jackson going minus one and a half. Then I picked you to pick the Ducks. So you picked the Ducks plus one and a half. And you picked the Wild. And now I'm hurt because I'm picking the Ducks. I wanted to be like, yes, we're Duck Bros today. But no, you let me down. Now I'm stuck with being Jackson's duo here. Uh, Ducks plus one and a half. I think it's just a close game. I think it's a coin toss. More of a coin toss than two, minus 255. I'm okay with laying uh, the plus value on the Ducks here. I, You know, I think it's a low-scoring close game. So I'm actually going to take the Ducks. Interesting one for me. Sabres, 16 points. Penguins, 40 points. Uh, MECSN, 8 p.m. Pittsburgh's minus 270. Same thing. Minus 1.5, plus 1.5. I'll go for this one. I am not accidentally pulling a Brandon. Penguins, minus 1.5. The Sabres suck. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm going to take the Penguins also. You said it right. The Sabres are re- really bad. They've yet to win in March. Uh, I forget. I can't keep track of how many losses in a row they have. Pittsburgh wins this one Don't by a lot. Don't you do it. I didn't pick the Ducks because I'm picking the Sabres here. Oh, Listen, God. they got to do oh, something God. eventually. This is ridiculous. They can't. This is like, what, like 14 games in a row. that They got to stop, man. And I actually believe that they can, they can do it here as the Penguins. The Penguins. Oh, my God. The Penguins, with no no Malkin, he's hurt. I don't know if he's hurt. Uh, he might be back, but uh, <laughs> listen, the Penguins' goaltending has been iffy so far. If the Sabres' offense, we know they have playmakers. Screw Jack Eichel, he's a little baby. But if they have playmakers, they have shooters. They can get going early. They might have a shot to win on prime time and shock the world. I'm taking the Sabres. Is Hall playing? Oh uh, yeah, Hall's been playing. You were right. Malkin is out. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, you almost talked yourself hey, out the, of the... The Penguins <laughs> lost to the Devils, and the Devils lost to Sabres. So that means the Sabres better than the Penguins. Oh, right, well, that what is, is that this strategy? internet trolley stuff that you're throwing at me? Uh, anyway, last prime time. Kings, 32 points. Sharks, 28 points. 10.30 p.m. NBCSN. Sharks. It's an even line. Crazy. Uh, I will go in record order. So Jackson go first. Brandon, me. Yeah, this line set to exactly how I would see it. A very even game. I'm going to take the Kings here. I feel like they have been a more consistent team. I really don't know what the Sharks would get. Like, yeah, three-game win streak, four-game losing streak. They're in a three-game losing streak also. They're, they're everywhere. I think go with consistency is how I want to do this. I got the Kings here. I'm thinking the Kings here too. I don't really know how they lost to the Sharks the other day. The Sharks are a god awful team. This is a good spot for them to bounce back. The Kings were hot, but they slowed down a little bit, so I'm taking the Kings here. Guess what? I'll fade and take the Sharks. I think this is an easy fade for an even line. Uh, screw you guys. How about that? Because screw Jackson for saying some petty crap when I dropped my mic. Screw Brandon for trying to take the Sabres. I'll take the Sharks here. Uh, it's a pick em game, really. I don't think it matters who you take. You're not wrong. So I'm going to take the Sharks. Uh, trivia question, and then we'll move to the breakdown. Debate. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm judging. Me and Brandon both have two wins. Jackson's never judged. I'm hoping. I'm praying for Jackson that he just, like, does better this time. Because, you know. But it's the next four championships. No, sorry. That's, I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's the debate uh, topic. The I read the wrong thing. Trivia question. Top five players. RPG in the NBA. That's rebounds per game. I have no idea. Uh, Tribute wins. Brandon's 30. I have 26. Jackson, 19. So I need this one to catch Brandon. I really have no idea. I really don't have a clue. Um, so good luck to me. I'm sure you guys know it because you guys are weird like that. I'm sure Jackson knows the amount of props this guy does. I'll be like, Jackson, what do you do today? Oh, I only do like 19 props. And lately it's been basketball <laughs> props. No, but like it'll be like a random Wednesday, and I'll be like, Jackson, what do you do today? Oh, I only did like 19 props into the Nets game. Like, that's, you know, like, not your average stuff. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, okay. How'd you do? I went 2-17. and 17. Okay, that's not <laughs> true. I'm trying to concentrate here. Yeah, come on. All right, well, uh... While we're doing this, please go follow the Instagram at the underscore breakdown podcast. We saw our, we, uh, screw you. We saw our primetime games. We had to post them there yesterday because we didn't have a show. Yes, uh, we didn't have a show yesterday. We won't have a show tomorrow. So if there's primetime games tomorrow, we have to post them there as well. So go follow the Instagram at the underscore breakdown podcast. Please follow, subscribe, do all this fun, fun stuff. Drop a review, comment, like on whatever app you're on. Just support us as much as you can. It's all very appreciated. I have two names. I got one more to get. Okay, so you guys are going to have to stall for me a little bit. Uh, this one is tough. 
We literally said, Brand said he didn't know it, and then we all were like, oh, he always says he doesn't know it before the show starts, and then always finishes first. I just picked the best Sander Schmidt team from a team, and I put it on the list. Okay. So? But that's just this time. I'm saying, what about actually, all the other no, times? Never fought, actually, two of them are. What about all the other times? Their time's just godly. Sure. Although, it's like, I'm a done. college basketball, I didn't win one, and I finished first every time. All right, man. So your logic is wrong. My logic is wrong, did you just say to me? Who's that? None of your business. How about that? Damn. You're you're cheating. You're looking at my list. Yeah, I'm not writing it down. That's kind of that's kind of messed up. <clears throat> I can't think of anybody else. That's my problem. Uh, I had a name, but he just could talk to me, and now I forgot it. Let me be honest with you guys. Uh, I want to put a B down, but I don't know if he's on there. That's the problem. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Screw it. I'm putting this guy here. Uh, who's four? Who's four? I need four. I don't know who to put. Steph Curry. He's definitely up there. No, I'm kidding. I have, I'm seeing two names. It's Kawhi Leonard and uh, uh, Jokic maybe. Zion might be up there. Ooh. Seth Curry. Him too. Hallelujah represent. What did you say? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. That was... That's a throwback right there. Uh, screw it up with Kawhi. It seems like he gets rebounds sometimes. All right. Jackson will go first on his list. I'll go f- fourth. Brian will last. Fourth? Second. Oh, second. <laughs> Brian will go last. All right. From most. <laughs> I say fourth. Yeah. Because the number I was looking for was four. Oh, okay. four. All right. From most, going on from there, I got number one, uh, Nikola Vucevic. Number two, Julius Randle. Number three, Rudy. Oh. Uh, number three, Rudy Gobert. Number four, Draymond Green. And number five, Demontis Sabonis. All right, Brett Jackson's list is 100 percent better than mine. Number one, I put Andre Drummond. Pretty sure he led the league the last two years. So I don't know how he, he's not on your list. Uh, Rudy Gobert, two. Man's playing great. Shooting over 60 percent. Sabonis, I put it three. That man averages a double double. I think so. It has to be in there, right? Uh, four. This is my shot play. It's Kawhi Leonard. Don't sleep on Kawhi. He can get up there with those big hands. Five, Carl Anthony Towns, Mr. Cat from New Jersey. Put him. Number one, I have Joel Embiid. Number two, Jokic. Number three, Gobert. Number four, Giannis. And number five, Zion Williamson. Okay. So I was debating between Zion and Jokic. I just want that to be... I put Zion for the memes. Watch, he's going to be number one. He's not number nah. one. There's no way. I think he averaged like seven to eight rebounds. Top rebounds per game. Top RPG, NBA, ESPN. No shit, Jackson. No, not all time. What season is this? 2020, 2021? I, uh, I think it's started in 21. I got it, guys. I got it. I got it. I got it. Wow. We might all be wrong here. <laughs> Alright, this is... Okay, well, I see the whole list, but I'm pretty sure I lost, so it doesn't matter. Uh, let me just check. Okay, this is total rebounds, so we actually have a problem. How do I switch it to rebounds per game? Alright, wait, I hit it. Alright, I got it. Now, 100% I got it. Okay. Rebounds per game. Number five or number one? Let's go five. Five. You sure? Yes, yeah. Number five... With 11.7 rebounds per game. There's actually two that have it. He's first because he has less games played. So you do that. So fifth with 11.7. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Don't have him on the list. Did you have him? So bring it's plus one on the list, two in the right spot. Bring it's one. Because uh, he had Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, I said poop. I said poopo. Number four, 12.3 rebounds per game. Jonas Valanciunas Oh, Valanciunas Yes Damn Who'd you put? Vucevic Vucevic oh. I picked Zion over him Okay So no one had that one Number three 13.4 rebounds per game Rudy Gobert Number three? At number three Brian gets plus two Yeah, I'm at number three Jackson Damn. gets plus two I get plus one So Brian has three Jackson has two I have one I think I'm done uh, number two at thirteen and a half, Andre Drummond. 
Mm. I get plus one now. So now it's interesting. Rand has three. Oh, God. I have two. Jackson has two. Two, yeah. Last name left. I can't get two points, so I can only tie. Jackson can. Brandon just needs a one-pointer here to tie Jackson if he gets a two-pointer. But number one at 14.2 rebounds per game. I don't think anyone would have guessed this, I'll be honest. Clint Capella. Wow. The Atlantic Hawks. Okay. Brandon's going to win here. It's sad to see. He got lucky. He put Rudy Gobert in a three spot. Um, Jackson put it at two, three also. I just thought, I just thought he got put Giannis on the list. Yes, you are. Wow. Uh, six was Vucevic. Okay. Seven, Kanter. Eight, MB. Nine, Jokic. Ten, Sabonis. Eleven, Aiton. Twelve, Randall. Thirteen, Cat. Fourteen, Jared Allen. Fifteen, Christian Wood. Sixteen, Westbrook. 17, Mason Pumley. 18, Adebayo. 19, Steven Adams. 10, 20, Rashawn Holmes. That's a top 20 list. LeBron was 30th. Wait, so curious. you said the 5th and 6th had a tie, so... Yes. Oh, and Vucevic was in that tie? Yes. But he had more games played. Yes. Damn. Sucks to say. Yeah. Should have put him. I shouldn't have put him. Brand watched me with his 31st episode podcast one. You two both now annoy me today. So, I don't know who's saying adios. We'll see who wins the debate. I'm rooting for Jackson, but I'm not going to be biased. Okay? I good. Break down the debate. Next four championships. That's who wins the next MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL. Who wins the next one? I kind of did this one last time, but it was most consistent players. This time we're doing who wins the next championship. Brands going to choose. This is how we work. Brands going to choose. People to go first and choose this player and the league we're doing first and last or second and third. And then Jackson's going to do the opposite. So what do you want to do? I'm going second and third. Second and third. So Jackson, you're going to choose first what team and we'll say the league first and then what team yes, you I want strategize this. to pick first. Let me just get ready as well here. Uh, I want to hear both of yours before you talk first. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you say yours and I want to hear Brandon's and then you could go ahead. But right. I think we go this way. I'm going to go with baseball first. MLB. Gotcha. I'm doing the Braves. Okay. Brand? Padres. Pa- okay, that's a, this is okay. That's a tough one. All right. I'm curious. What do you What do you think? All right. So starting with some uh, acquisition accusations they've gotten. They signed Jake Lamb, Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley, and Josh Tomlin. Rotation isn't the biggest thing, but they've got some good names. You got Soroka, Freed, Morton, three great guys, and then Ian Anderson, who's a great guy also, and then Smiley, where they signed him. Bullpen is pretty decent. All I checked for all of these names, except for one or two, were under a 2.6 ERA from last season. Small season, but still counts. AJ Minter, Grant Dayton, Tyler Matzik, Chris Martin, Will Smith, uh, Newcomb, and Josh Tomlin. They have players that everyone knows: Drash, uh, Travis Dearnod, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Allen. I, I can say it. I knew that happened. <laughs> they are known. <laughs> Ozzy Albies, Marcelo Uzuna. And Ronald Lucuna, who all could be top MVP candidates at any season. Well, I don't know about Darno, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not him, but <laughs> others for sure. And they have other players that are great everyday players. Jake Lamb, Austin Riley, Dwansby Swanson, and Ender in, in Siarte. Dwansby? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go and they're coming off three straight years of winning their division. They're bound to win it to go all the way pretty soon. That's why I picked the Braves. Okay. Besides, uh, for pronouncing their names weird, that was pretty good. Thank you. That's All my right. problem. I'm not great so, at pronouncing. As you know, I picked the Padres. Let me just start with the rotation. So, yeah. their, their first five guys, Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Musgrove, Pack. They also acquired Clevenger from the Indians, who's on the IR. We don't know if he's going to start right away. Probably not. That right there is probably a top five, top seven rotation in the LNB. Yeah. Why is that important? Because look at the division they're in. They're playing the reigning, champ, the reigning champs. Los Angeles Dodgers, they have pitchers that can strike them out. The big hitters that the Dodgers have with Bellinger, Seager, and Mookie Betts. They have top players who they have Profar, Machado, Tatis, and Pham, who they just got recently last year. Mm-hmm. That's important to have in the division, especially in the league coming up now. We know they know, these guys know how to hit tough pitchers. Look who has one of the best rotations in baseball, the Dodgers, their rival. They know how to play. The middle infield is great there with Tatis and Profile, they have a good outfield with Fam out there and Machado, of course, the third base. They have a young manager who knows how to relate to the players. So they just signed a couple years ago. And the most important thing that they have probably is the second-best farm system in the MLB. They have depth at every position. 
So you know when you go to the po- deep postseason runs, you got you got to call a guy up. You know that he's capable of doing the job here. The only problem is that I have with uh, Jackson's list is the ro- rotation's not the we've seen for the Braves the last couple of years the uh, bullpen is absolutely garbage to the Braves. They let down a lot of runs. They let up a lot of runs in the playoffs, especially to when they just versus the Dodgers past year. I think the Padres have a better rotation than them. They have a better bullpen than them. They have more consistent players all around than them. Could be just another Braves just lost Marquez to retirement. The farm system for the Braves is not really that good. I looked it up, and uh, Padres have second best farm system. All right. I just want to respond. I know you say their bullpen isn't great, which is true, but they do have one of the better offenses in the league. And a reason why I wanted to go away from the Padres was Tatis came out with some right arm soreness. Like if okay. that could go very okay. bad very quickly. And no Tatis, they're not going to be a contender, obviously. Okay. Uh, Jackson, I want to know what is the one thing, the one reason, main reason why you think the Braves win right now? Their offense is elite. Ryan, what's the one reason you think the Padres win right now? Starting rotation. Okay. Okay. Especially in that division, it's important to have good pitchers when you're versing top team like the Dodgers and when you go into Colorado against the Rockies who in the altitude can hit home runs like it's nothing. Right. Second question, Jackson. If the Braves were to play the Padres right now in the conference finals, why do the Braves beat the Padres? I think they can handle their pitching. I think they're the three starters, so... Let's go. So you could use all three of those starters. You only need to go down to Ian Anderson and guys like that. And those guys could all go seven innings, eight innings most of the time. And that's where you do it. You get those three guys, go seven or eight. Bullpen, you could pick it together, and then their offense could substitute for anything that they missed. Brian, why did the Padres beat the Braves? Uh, Jackson's point is wrong. They can't handle the pitching of the Padres. We just saw them this past year against the Dodgers. Acuna was nowhere to be found in that series. They put, like, garbage. Freddie Freeman was the only reason they got there. You can't be the team with the Padres only one good hitter on the team, especially the playoffs. And they have Tatis and Machado who know how to play in clutch moments, especially Machado. That's the reason. All right. I'm going to give two points to Brand, one point to Jackson. Here's why. Not because you mispronounced names. Uh, in Darnell, you said Danonsby or something like that. Danonsby. Call, you called Max Fried Max Freed, I think. But just because... You didn't talk about their back end of the year success with the starting rotation. It was great. Soria played out of his mind the back end of the year. Uh, I feel like that should have been said more. You know, you didn't even mention they had the reigning MVP in Freddie Freeman. That was not really uh, mentioned. They got Osuna locked up. You know, just a little more uh, off-season stuff. Brand talked about the farm system, which I think is very important as a Yankees fan and seeing how the Yankees had to deal with all the injuries and the farm system, so that really uh, helped this case. Now, usually when a person wins, they get three points to one, so it was a little closer. I'm only giving two to Brandon and one to Jackson only. Uh, next one. Brandon, what do you want to do? Uh, let's see what I want to do. I'll go NHL. Okay, NHL. Who are you taking first here? Uh, I'm taking the Bruins. Bruins. Jackson? Hurricanes. Okay, interesting. Okay, this is the one I probably know the least about. So, however it sounds better, probably going to get more points here. So, go ahead, Brian. All right, let me just start off. The Bruins, they have the best line in NHL, the forwards. And there's no debate about that. Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak, the chemistry they have there is undeniable. You see Marshawn's passing ability to Pasternak, and you see how Bergeron wins the face-offs and key spots down and low. They also have a great defensive duo back there in McAvoy and uh, Grizz, uh, check great defensive pair right there. And they have players that know how to win the playoffs in DeBrusque and Krejci. We've seen them do it, especially Krejci. He's been there for a long time. He knows how to win Stanley Cups. They have Bruce Cassidy, the manager who knows what to do. And the goaltending combination they have right now is Hass, Rask, and Halak. Those guys, their uh, goals of the glad right now is like around, hovering around two. That's pretty good for the division they're in right now. It's one of the most competitive divisions out of the four. This Bruins team, they know how their experience. They know how to win the playoffs. And the goaltending with this year, which I think in the short season is really important because we've seen teams like, let's say, the Edmonton Oilers, who goaltending has been shaky. We've seen them drop some games. I think the Bruins are consistent play. They have really good lines, especially the best line in the NHL, and they have good goaltending. Coaching is also really important to them. They have great coaching there, so that's why I picked the Bruins. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. Jackson? 
right, so why I picked the Hurricanes. The talk about the Hurricanes has always been that need to get better goaltending. They're goaltender away from being a top contender. They, right now they have three pretty good goaltenders that are all top. Reimer, uh, Alex, I don't know if I'm going to say this name right, Nedeljokic is my guess. He's top. He's played uh, like 12 games. He's top and goes allowed average and save percentage. Top 10, 5. And Mroznik, when he does finally get healthy, he's a top goaltender. In the few games he's played, he's looked lights out. They have a couple of very good lines. Doogie Hamilton is top, is a top-notch defenseman. He's top in points in, in the NHL right now. And you got Aho, obviously, not, not Nito Ryder, Nekis, Slavin, Hamilton. That's a contender line right there. And you still got Stahl, Sveshnikov, Fast, and other great defensemen that will make it up there. Their third lines do get a little... A little bit iffy, but they have some rookies. One rookie especially that will definitely be up there. Bean, he's top in points for or top in assists. So he's a he's a playmaker from the bat. He will get them and he'll definitely come up in the lines. He's a top defenseman that will give this team what they need. Okay. Anyone got anything to say about each other? The only thing that I, I would say about the Hurricanes that we've seen them in the playoffs the last two years. When they play against elite offensive teams, they struggled. And to Jackson's point, Dougie Hamilton's good at points, but defensively he's not all that good. I know because all I talked about last year when he played is that he's not a good uh, aggressive defenseman. He just plays offensively. He plays for the points. He, he gets pushed around a lot. He got injured last year in the playoffs. I've seen the Bruins with their experience. One of the best shooters in the NHL and David Pasternak, and they have good defense. They have reliable goaltending. You don't really know if the Hurricanes are reliable. People are hurt. You don't know what you're going to get from them in the big stage. You, you know, Bruins, they have people that can win the games. Big for you, that's why, really, my explanation right there. Um, I feel like when the goalies, for, my, for me defending, when the goalies are healthy, they will be top to defend against the top lines like the what Boston would provide and other teams they'd play in the playoffs. I feel like Boston, they have high expectations that I know they miss games, so that's not why they're all top in points right now. But I feel like they're supposed to be a little better. Hurricanes have been a nice sleeper team. They've been a very top team. Where they have to play the Lightning and Panthers a good amount of times, the Blackhawks have been pretty good, and they've done great against them. Oh, yeah. Brian, Bruins play Hurricanes in a seven-game series right now. How many games the Bruins win? How many games the Hurricanes win? And why do the Bruins win? I'm going to give the Bruins 4-1. Victory. I'm serious. The Bruins win because the Hurricanes, they they have all, every year they go deep in the playoffs and they always find a stumble against one of these top teams. And I think the Bruins is really a top team that they have to contend with. The goaltender, like Jackson said, if they're healthy, they're really good. But that's if they're healthy. No no one's stopping this Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak line, especially some trash goaltender on the Hurricanes. I don't care. They're not, they're not ready for this. The Bruins' defensive can play against Ajo and Niederreiter and all those guys that they have. The power play for the Bruins is really good as well. Pasternak, especially uh, on defense right there for them. And the goaltending, Rask and Halak, I mean, you got to see these guys uh, once every two nights. I mean, that's hard for a team like the Hurricanes who don't really have that go-to guy to do. So that's why the Bruins win 4-1. I, yeah, Same I, question. I think the Hurricanes win 4-3. It will be a close game. And a, series, a lot of series are about who has the momentum. You could take one game and make it into two. So, yes, I do. I get what you mean, but one game can mean two. And I do think they could keep up. Uh, yes, they've choked in the past, but it has to change eventually. And they've built it. They finally got the goaltenders. And they have been good this year when they're healthy. At least one of them will be healthy. Two should be healthy. And they'll be a contender. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys one point for the NHL. Just because I'm a little I'm a little in the NHL. And if we have a tie, I'm going to go back to it. And that's going to be the tiebreaker. Okay. So I'm going to give each plus one. We have a time. I'll go back to it. Brand, what's next? NFL. Okay. Uh, Ending with the ML- NBA. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> where are you going? I don't know if I want to go the easy route or the harder route. Well, you take your risk, man. I'll just go. I'll go. I'll take the easy route. I'm going to Buccaneers. Okay. I just didn't want to take my team. I got the Rams. Okay. All right. My this backup is, was the 49ers. This, this is a good one. Okay. Wait, let me write this down. Sorry, I'm choking. I was really hoping you take the Rams because I really have some points to make them mm-hmm. there. All right, Ryan, who was really thing? Oh, the 49ers? Okay. All right, yeah. go ahead, though. All right, first off, starting with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to uh, 
point real quick here. The reason why they're going to win the championship this year is they're coaching first off. Bruce Arians, I actually read his book. Josh knows I read his book in yeah. sophomore class. This guy is a freaking genius. He put his plays in the book I read. The plays are insane. He's a coach. He's a player first quarterback, as we saw in the past year. He literally said he lets Tom Brady call the first 10 plays or whatever he wants. He lets Tom Brady do whatever he wants. Also, the Buccaneers, their O-line is insane. Tristan Worf's the guy I drafted. I think he let up two sacks or something like that. Something crazy good. Yeah, should have been giant. That's right. Crazy good O-line. That's something that Brady really needs. We saw him struggle in the beginning. The worst game they've ever played was against the Bears. We saw Clint Mack destroy him, but ever since then, they played good. They re-signed every free key free agent. That's huge for them. And Tony Brown's still a key free agent, but I think they let him walk. It's not the worst thing because they have Scotty Miller and they have Ty Johnson, the rookie last year, who played great when he was able to play. This upcoming year, they have the fourth easiest schedule in the league. They have a great run game. We know uh, the running backs they have are really good. They still have their draft coming up. We don't know. Tom Brady made the Bucks trade up last year in their draft because they got someone for the offensive lineman, but... Also, for the Tampa Buccaneers, their division's getting worse while they're getting better. The Saints, no more Drew Brees. The Panthers have no quarterback. We don't know what's going on there. And the Falcons are in a full rebuild mode. So I think the Buccaneers at least have a cakewalk to the division right now. They And they won 11-5 last year. That's with no OTAs, no preseason, whatever. And that's been a slow start. Now you're giving them a full offseason. Tom Brady retaining everyone back, takes another pay cut. You're giving them time to make more plays. You give him, you're getting back Byron Leftwich, who's a great offensive coach, and uh, Todd Bowles, who stopped the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's only up right here from the Buccaneers, and I honestly can see them going perfect next year, 16-0 in the regular season. Mm, you just painted a scary picture, I'm going to be honest. Scary. I, I did not like hearing that. It was all good, but as a fan, I did not like hearing that. Uh, I'm not saying that hurts you, but go ahead, Jackson. All right, so... With the Rams, obviously we know they went and got what they needed, a QB. Yes. They got Stafford. At what cost, though? That's my question. Yes. <laughs> this is about, they're obviously, this is, they want to win now. So this is the year to win it. They got Stafford, who I think is one of the most grittiest QBs ever. He was doing Mahomes, was doing before Mahomes, obviously. And no one really realized it. And when you look back, he does some of those things. He's played through dislocated shoulders. He's done it all. They also went out and got Deshaun Jackson, which I think is going to be good for the wide receivers. He's got that speed not as fast as he was, but it could definitely help out a wide receiver core that's already top-notch. And they have been they were the number one defense in almost every metric possible, going from points per game, yards, in both rushing and, and passing. They are a top-notch defense already. So the Stafford trade was to improve their offense, obviously. They got guys like Cam Akers that we saw bursting onto the scene in his rookie year. He only could get better in his sophomore year. Dell Henderson could easily back him up. He was great when he needed to be. They got, obviously, we know Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, one of the best dynamic wide receiver duos. Add in Van Jefferson, who should definitely get an uptick, and Deshaun Jackson. And then they got Tyler Higby, who in the beginning of the season was a top-notch tight end, and he dropped off. So if they could get back to how he was in the beginning of the season, this offense could be elite. And the defense, Aaron Donald, they got, yes, they did get rid of Brockers, but I think, and they have Ramsey. They are a top-notch defense. They should stay number one. The The goal this offseason was to improve their offense, and they definitely did so, and they are primed to be a Super Bowl winner this year. Can I ask some points? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so first, Jackson, you want to talk receiver cores, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, best, one of the best receiver cores in the league, but I think better than the Rams with Evans, Godwin, especially they retain Tony Brown. The Rams' number one defense that they had last year is they're not going to have it again. They've lost their defensive coordinator in the offseason. They don't have Troy Hill, who played big. And John Johnson, one of the most underrated safeties in the league, is out there. Overpaid so much for Leonard Floyd. I don't understand what they were doing there. As you said, no more Malcolm Brockers. The division is only getting harder for them. We saw what the Cardinals did. The Seahawks are trash, and the 49ers are getting healthier again this year. That's all I really want to say. Okay, so yes, it did remind me to mention their division. Yes, we know their division is very top-notch. And I'm a guy that's about getting battle-tested. They will be battle-tested for the best teams in the playoffs. I feel like, yes, the Bucs were the obvious choice. But in the NFL, we don't always see the back-to-back. The Patriots would win it once, lose next, win again. The back, like the NFL has been very even. I don't think we see the back-to-back. You said 16-0. I don't think that's going to happen. I just feel like this team may get a little too overconfident. Godwin sometimes disappears. Same with Evans. He disappears. And I feel like their running is just its on and off. Well, yeah, Godwin and Evans disappear when they run the ball good. And when they don't run the ball good, they show up in big-time games. The Buccaneers have the best linebacker do in the league. And Levante David and uh, Devin White, it's 
crazy that they have there. And talk about battle tested. You have Tom Brady as your quarterback. I mean, he's the most battle tested quarterback there is ever. And you have the coaching. Bruce Arians knows how to coach. He knows how to win big games. Todd Bowles, a great defensive coach who shut down probably the best quarterback we're going to see in the next 10 years in the Super Bowl, which is crazy. So, mm, I feel like Tom Brady coaches that team more than Bruce Arians, though. That's all I got to say. And they won the Super Bowl with him doing it. So, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Brandon, I think the picture you painted was really well. Uh, you had some good, great counterpoints. I just wish you brought up that Matthew... We haven't really seen Matthew Stafford be an elite league quarterback with the Lions, so you should have brought up more how... We don't know 100% Stafford Jimmy will run this offense. We don't know that. I just feel like... I mean, we didn't know that with Brady last year, but I feel like there's a lot more concern with a guy like Matthew Stafford, so that wasn't really said. Um, Jackson, I wish you talked a little more about... The Rams' strength, like they need to get back to running the ball, uh, stuff like that. Uh, like when they actually made it to the Super Bowl, if they would have like played like that. Losing their defensive coordinator, the Rams. I don't know if that's the worst thing. I don't think he was the greatest anyway. Um, something else with Brand that I didn't like, but I can't remember. Now. I don't think Bruce Arians is the greatest coach ever. Yeah, like you're making him out Tom to be. Um, I would definitely take Sean McVay over Bruce Arians. You didn't say that you would take Sean McVay over Bruce Arians, but you did mention. Uh, Bruce Arian not being the greatest coach. Tom Brady is a big deal breaker. You didn't really say it in your first uh, uh, point statement. You didn't really bring up Tom Brady. There's no quarterback better. But you did then at the end, kind of, you were a little forced to because Jackson brought battle-tested. But mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it the two points to Brand just because... I think it was just better counterpoints, and I think he had a little. It was a little tougher of a pick with the Rams. I get it, but I just think you could have had a little more plan on what they could do. Like Brandon had a plan. Like they're, you know, they got their guys back. They got uh, they're letting Tom Brady do what he does. The division's getting worse. They're getting better. They got a whole off season to train now. Uh, so I'm gonna give Brandon two points. I'm gonna give Jackson one. So it's five to three. Jackson need a big game right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be the NBA. Mr. Prop Man should do well. Right. Where are you going? So I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, since so he took the Suns, <laughs> give him the Nets. Okay. I thought you were gonna take the Nets. I man. thought you were taking the Nets. I had the Nuggets ready if I back up. Alright, go ahead. I don't want to be too obvious. I'm interested in the Suns. Let's see. So Suns, we know they got Chris Paul, who yes. just makes that locker room amazing. And to mention, they have Devin Booker, who's already been amazing. DeAndre Aiden's been amazing. Jay Crowder's one of the best spot-up shooters, I think. When he's on, he's, he's deadly. He go five, six threes he makes. I've seen it happen many times. And Mikel Bridges, underrated, but the, that's their starting five right there. To mention some of the top stats, they are one of the best defensive teams in the, in the NBA. They're a top team in how many assisted field goals they get, which I think is a very underrated aspect. Assisted field goals is a very important thing. They're a top-notch team in that. They're a very efficient offense with the second-best field goal percentage and second-best three-point percentage. As long as we all know, free throws matter so much. They are a top-five team in free throws. And again, another metric that matters a lot. They don't turn over the ball that much. I know they may have some struggles going against some of the top teams, like the Nets, you could say, or the Lakers. They've split games with the Lakers this season when all was healthy for them. And I feel like their, def- their defense is where it's at. The Nets cannot play defense, really. We know that. And I think if they could limit the Nets, they won't know what to do. And that's for the Suns because then score Devin Booker to take over a game. We know that Chris Paul's done time after time. And that's why I think the Suns is the pick to win it all as, a little, as an underdog pick for sure. Brand? All right, so I'm going with the Nets to win here. Obviously, they have an elite offense, and I just want to point out real quick, the last couple championships they have, is it's not really the defense that won the championship. It's the offense we saw last year. The Heat were a really good defensive team. They ran to the Lakers. They did horrible. The uh, year before that was the Raptors. I don't know. The Raptors with the uh, Warriors. The Warriors' offense went out. Look, they lost uh, with Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant. They lost at the finals. The Nets, I, I know how you feel about Kyrie, cancer, and all that, but when he's on the court, he's electric. He knows he's clutching big games. We saw it with the, when, the, when they won the uh, finals with the Cavs at three over Seth Curry, KD. We know what he can do. And ever since James Harden got to the Nets, 
He's been a team player. He This is like a new James Harden. He's a pass-first player now with KD and Kyrie. You just add in Blake Griffin, who all of a sudden looks like he's in 2012 form again. And you have uh, Jason Kidd as your coach, who might not be the best coach personnel-wise, but he knows how to play the game. He knows how to run an offense. He knows how to do stuff like that. When you when the Nets see a team run into the team like the Suns, I I honestly they're just laughing. I'm like the Suns. I really don't think that they're all that. You had to, you, the Suns. Who's guarding KD? Kyrie. Who's guarding Harden? Kate Kyrie and KD because Sherrod Hell and Devin Booker because he the man doesn't play defense. That's why I picked the Nets. There's not really much to be said. Anything got anything that? You mentioned how Blake Griffin looks like 2012. I don't know if I go that far. Yes, he dunked it, but he had a wide open lane to dunk it on. And it's just everyone says, is it a matter of time before Harden wants to go back to him being the player first? Because right now he basically is the first player with no KD and Kyrie when they are in the situation where all three are on the court, which we have not really seen. I'm pretty sure we've seen it a handful of times where all five, are, all three on the court. We don't know what we'll get with that. That's still an unknown thing. People don't know is three too many because two is the formula. Is three too many? That's still the question we can't find. Well, Blake Griffin was just like icing on cake. I don't know. Like, it was kind of an exaggeration what I said. But the main point I just brought up was the Suns, there's no one to guard Harden, KD, and Kyrie. KD's the most unguardable player in the league. Who who you putting on the Suns to guard KD right now? I don't know, but finals? I would bet with a good coaching scheme, you could come up with some good you ideas. Can't, uh, out-co- you can't out-coach KD right there. And they're, they're – uh, the Suns don't – the Suns aren't really that great at defense either. I mean, you're running into the Nets, who have the best probably – three of the top ten offensive players in the whole entire league. Kyrie, might, I don't know if he fits in there, but like I said, the defense really doesn't win NBA championships. We've seen the last three or four years, defense, team defensive teams don't really win the championships because you've got to score points in the NBA Finals to win. I don't see the Suns keeping up with the Nets at all. Jackson? You said the Suns weren't – I know you say that defense doesn't win, but the Suns were a top, a top four defense right now. And, yes, they're not great offensively, but – they are still a top team. They're top, I'm pretty sure, 12 in offense. They could keep it up. I just I don't know about that. I know you say defense doesn't matter as much, but it does in the finals. You could see it in the playoffs. Teams obviously start to care, and they lock down defensively. That's where it matters right there. This is the exact argument people had last year when the Heat played the Lakers. They said, oh, the Heat are good defensively. They're not great offensively, but they can shut down the Lakers. They, they couldn't. They, the Lakers did whatever they want on them. It's it's a different ballgame when you verse three kind of beasts. We saw the Warriors do with Kyrie, uh, not Kyrie, Curry, Clay, and KD. It works. They literally, they literally swept LeBron James. It works. That's why. That's why. All that. Jackson took the def- defense route. Uh, Brand took the obvious choice with the Nets here. Brand kept asking the question, who's guarding Kevin Durant? That's kind of a tough question. I feel like I don't think there's really anybody in the league. I think Kevin Durant's the most unguardable player in the NBA. So I don't really think there's anyone in the league that would be able to guard him. So I understand that being a tough question, and you would have to talk with the coaches. Yeah, I understand that. When you brought defense, the first thing that popped in my mind is I don't even think if we were in the playoffs right now, I don't think the Suns are able to guard the Lakers, let alone the Nets, right? And offensively, I don't think any team, I don't think they're keeping up with the Nets. And, you know, they're going to have to play that game. They're not playing no defensive game um, to win. You know, I think it's the, the only way the Suns win is if you, like you said, when three are on the court, that's too many. And maybe it is too many, but in the handful of times we've seen them play, they look great. They look amazing at times, really. Um, therefore, I'm going to have to give Brandon the win here. I'm going to have to give Brandon a breakdown podcast debate episode win. That's his third. Uh, Jackson, this one was really close, so I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, because I went with the favorites last time. didn't go so well, so I went a different route. Well, the Suns wasn't a great pick, I'm going to be honest. I think they're the best mid-tier team. Because I don't want to go with the top-notch team. Cause yeah, but it, bit me the only time. team, I think the only sport you do go with the top team is the NBA. I, I did that well, last yeah. time. No, that's player. That's not team. Uh, and also, you got your talking points, Scott. You just got to hit. The, yeah. cause I feel like in the NBA, usually it's the top team that wins. Like, baseball, I can understand. Braves, okay. Hurricanes, Bruins, I didn't really know. Rams, I think it was fine, but he just he killed you with that pick somehow. Well, yeah, it's the Bucks. And when he was talking, he literally struck fear into my body when he was talking about the Bucks. So I would take the Bucks ten, uh, nine out of ten times against Bucks the Rams. Also, uh, no, he I didn't go with any favorites. Fear into my eyes. I had to give him points for that. 
Uh, Brian's going to win here. Uh, so Brian's going to be the judge for the next time we do this. We skipped the week last week because of college basketball. Probably do one next week. Do you have... No. no, okay. No, you got a lot of time. We'll I be... thought Jackson was going to win this one because maybe you felt bad for him. I don't know. No, I don't do that. I mean, I, I was... breaking it. I, I, really no. Jackson, I really want to see Jackson judge, though. So I do really I. Do you want to let him judge? judge? Do you want to yeah, judge? yeah, you can judge. You can judge. Okay. I mean, I don't know if my topic's good, so I probably got to think it over. All right. Because it's a college basketball, and I don't know if you guys would be able to say enough, of, enough about it. Just, yeah, you think it over. You take yeah. time. You got a lot of time. Okay. Uh, you can have it by Monday, maybe. Maybe yeah. later. I'll get it. So, I was rooting for you. I was trying. Like, I, my reality brand probably won the hockey too, but I made it a tie just for you. Oh, yeah. I didn't try know what to say about hockey. To try and uh, let it be a little closer, but really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it, though. 76 episode in the books. Thank you guys for listening. Interesting. Jackson Reloads, the judge, next time. We just made that official. So, Jackson will be the judge. Me and Brandon will probably yell at each other. It might be a little fun. We'll see what happens. Um, Brandon's the third one. I have two. But I've done the most judging, so... Jackson's done the least. He has zero. That's funny to think about. But uh, that is going to do it. Please go follow the Instagram at the underscore breakdown podcast. Again, we'll probably post primetime games there tomorrow if we don't read all the show. So Friday through Monday, college basketball. Street 16 Elite 8. I'm so excited. Especially for Oregon State. Let's go Beavers. Don't sleep on the Beavers. I called it here on the podcast. They would beat Oklahoma State. Before the game, I was telling everyone Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State was going to lose. Brandon even knows it. Brandon was like, let's go Oklahoma State. I was like, this is the biggest upset yeah. of the day right here. I said it. Happened. I'm telling you. Actually, I, I, said, I said something else. And I also I, I also told, told Evan Oregon was being Iowa before that game started. Mm-hmm. And it happened. I'm telling you right now, I've been seeing the future a little bit recently. Uh that is gonna do it though. See you guys. Oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I feel bad for Jackson. I'll let him say. I no, 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 no. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no pity. I don't you want like no pity. Him, I don't want no pity. I didn't screw I didn't bully you. No, you did. I don't want no pity. I don't want that. No, you didn't really annoy me. I was just kidding. Okay. All right. Adios. All right. Brand screw brand. We already know that. Uh, see ya. It's Friday. <laughs>